galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Theron to Dantooine, and everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. Welcome everybody to Legends Look Back Live! We're so excited to be making this transition with you. Could not be more excited to have you along for the ride. This is, of course, our formerly Patreon-exclusive podcast. Patreon-exclusive no more. We've come out behind the paywall. Uh, We've come out from behind your earbuds, and here we are now uh, jumping out into into the foray of of live streaming on Twitch. We could not be more excited. We're going to be talking to you all about Star Wars Legends, uh, talking all about our rich EU history, as well as diving into lesser-known Star Wars classics. As always, I'm your host, Jared Mays, and today I'm joined once again, straight from a monsoon, I'll have you know, everybody. He survived a literal monsoon in order to be here live with you. I did. And that's Freddy C. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Uh, All things aside, I am here in the Death Star, which is my second home. Uh, It's fun here. It's clean, it's sanitized, and I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) <laughs> awesome, man. I couldn't be more excited for this. We've had this in the works literally all summer. And and if you're anything like me, I mean, it feels like this summer has gone on for like five years. Uh, so there's that going for us. But uh, we've been working on this for quite a while, guys. Couldn't be more excited uh, to be making this transition. I am going to introduce uh, the new way we're doing the show. We've got some changes coming here. We're going to make sure we get the these up for you on Twitter and on Facebook um, the the Discord. We're gonna have to get like a whole new Discord channel that's not Patreon exclusive. <laughs> uh, everything's gonna have to change, everybody. But here's some a few major changes to be aware of. This is the show that's normally not this week because of the monsoon. I mean, it was a, a, a seriously a literal monsoon, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It was. It's not a joke. <laughs> Freddie messaged me at two a.m. and said, "I finally got home, so we can do the podcast tonight." I was like, "Great," because this is kind of a big deal with our debut. Anyway, normally the show is going to be happening every week at nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific, eight p.m. Central for all of our listeners all over the place, except for those of you who are not in the U.S. And in which case, I'm terribly sorry. You're going to have to do your own math. Uh, where we are talking about all things Star Wars Legends. We're on a rotation. We're going to be talking about um, an old an old school book that's Old Republic days. We're talking like Order 66 and before, right? Then we're going to hit a book that is uh, New Republic days. So um, anything during the dark times leading all the way into the legacy era after Return of the Jedi. So we've got this big divider here. Uh, old Republic, New Republic... And then, of course, we're going to hit the weird. We got a lot of weird in Legends, don't we, Freddy? You can't have Legends without the weird. (laughs) There is so much of it tonight. And then we also are going to be working in a fourth show, and that is uh, getting into some stuff that's just um, topical. So we did the, the show all about the Death Star. Tonight's show is going to be topical as well. You didn't have any required reading. I know school's starting soon. There was no homework for this episode, Freddie, and it's a good thing because it's been a week. I don't know about you, but for me, it's been a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a week for sure. Anyway, every week, uh, every Thursday night, normally at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can tune in and join us. Uh, very excited to have you. Of course, one of the benefits of doing this through, uh, doing this through, I almost called this Patreon. What's this platform called, Freddie? It's not Audacity. It's not Facebook. Zoom? 
Is this Zoom? What is this? Twitch! Doing this on Twitch means Twitch. that you can take Amazon's money. Please, grab that money and stick it in Corey's pockets, all right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The money you invest in Utini is, uh, of course, uh, going toward making Utini a better place. And we are making some huge changes, doing some big things, shaking things up, Freddy. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was, I was loving some game night last night. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm pretty excited. It seems... It seems to me that we're we're just kind of like in this generation, right? Right. So here's here's the the history of of when I came in, which was the whole history of the podcast, right? Corey came in, uh, he went to celebration, was inspired, and decided he wanted to be a part of something, and you know that started off on on the radio waves, just like you know history. Nobody calls it radio, radio anymore, waves. Freddie. <laughs> I never know. You never know. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he came in and decided to to move into the 21st century, which is now we've got this video platform. Uh, holograms coming soon. Holograms. Hey, now we're talking. What about blue glowies? Can I be a force ghost? <laughs> if you can be a hologram, I can be a force ghost. And you can join us, everybody. You can if you subscribe to Amazon Prime. If you're paying for those uh, that free shipping with Prime and all that good stuff, you can also grab your subscription to Twitch Prime, and you can spend your galactic credits through Amazon to help us conquer the galaxy and subscribe through Twitch Prime. And I was actually hoping that I could subscribe while we're live streaming tonight, but you know what, Freddie? I've got so much technology in front of me here. It's like it's like the cockpit of an X-wing with all the switches and the dials and. We'll worry about Ugh. that some other time. But uh, there's lights everywhere pointing at. <laughs> there's me. a lot of lights. I got lights here and lights there and lights. So many things are pointing at me. I right will now. say <laughs> this: you can subscribe to the channel, show your support of the show with Twitch Prime. We're so excited for that, and you can get excited for our next episode. We're gonna do two-part roundtables, everybody. That's right. You wanted roundtables? We got roundtables. You can have a roundtable. You can have a roundtable. Everybody gets a roundtable. Starting off next week, we are going to have Patrick on the show for the first time doing our first ever two-part roundtable on the Old Republic Revan by Drew Carpishan. Do you say Carpishan? 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 It's a tough one. It's like a name just straight out of Legends, isn't it? It's a Legends <laughs> name for sure. There's no doubt about that. Excited about that. <laughs> Excited about Patrick. Show him some love in uh, the Discord, everybody, and welcome him to the show. And uh, you've still got a week. you got seven more days. All right, six more days because we're doing the show on a Friday. If you want to read the book and get into that, couldn't be more excited for him. And, of course, we're going to continue to post the show as an audio podcast each and every Monday. But before we go any further, Freddie, I've got to say a special thank you to our patrons. You know, we really Absolutely. owe our patrons for bringing us to this point, don't we, Freddie? We do. It, it, you know, we, we've progressed a lot. And we couldn't have done it without people believing in us and listening to us and, and you know, being our patrons and getting us to where we're at now. Yeah, we've uh, had some incredible supporters as we've figured out what the show is and is becoming and um, will be, and we've got some flow walking involved. It's a whole thing. But today, this episode, Freddie, is is not about uh, it's not about a book, it's not about a character, it's not even about a super weapon. However, that was a lot of fun with the Death Star. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks, cool. thanks to Trevor for making that one uh, extra awesome. It only took us three months to plan it. This episode <laughs> instead is all about an era. An era. I am talking about the dark times. Now, Freddie, when we talk about the dark times, there's there's really two different things we could be talking talking about, right? When I say the dark times, um, what comes to mind? So you know, it's funny. Mine. What comes to mind for me is the dark times of Star Wars in general. Outside of of 
the fiction and, and all that stuff. It's the real life dark times. And then, of course, there's the dark times in the story itself, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I think you're really onto something here, and that is that uh, when we talk about dark times in Star Wars, there's there's the in-universe dark times, and then there's the dark times um, in real life, right? So we could be talking about this period of time that's 1984 to, I would say, probably 1998, wouldn't you, Freddie? Yeah, or do you I think it ends that. with Zahn and uh, Heir to the Empire in 91? I would say the peak of it is when we had all of the buff Star Wars toys. Oh, that's uh, Power of the Force, 96. Yep. <laughs> you know, my brother just gave me my Christmas presents, you know, from December, Christmas, <laughs> which was six months ago, eight months ago. Uh, he just gave them to me a couple weeks ago, and there was a whole bunch of um, perfectly packaged Power of the Force figures. They're so buff. I mean, their their muscles are like giving me muscles just from looking at them. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so we could be talking about this in-universe period of time or this uh, real-life period of time, which is uh, this era in which there really wasn't much Star Wars. Today, we are specifically talking about the era that is in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And here's why. I was on vacation, and I read a short story, courtesy of none other than, than Trevor. I was deep in the Trevor Trove. Uh, that's what we call it. That's what the cool kids call it. Uh, Trevor was going to try to make the show, but it was going to be 2 a.m. for him. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, here he is, of course, for us. Um, uh, here he is uh, helping us out. And um, uh, uh, Corey's telling me that we're, we're trying to straighten out all the tech here. Um, where was I at? We're talking about uh, the fact that uh, Trevor gave me a short story to read, and it was all about... Um, it was all about Obi-Wan getting into uh, Nar Shaddaa, right after Order 66, finding himself um, on the run from Inquisitors. And it was like, what does it mean to be a Jedi and uh, no longer be able to be a Jedi anymore? And I was like, we got to talk about this on Legends Look Back, especially considering the fact, Freddie, that, um, that there's this huge difference, isn't there, between the Jedi who survive Order 66 in canon and the Jedi who survive Order 66 in Legends. Uh, who do you think, Freddy, when you think about the dark times in Star Wars, who do you think would be like the most significant Jedi to survive Order 66? Oh, man. There's really one this right answer tough. here, right? Uh, let's see. One right answer. I mean... There's, there's kind of two, but Obi Wan for sure, without a doubt. He, he's, without him, I, you know, who knows what would have happened to Luke. Yeah, so you got Obi Wan, and there's one other pretty big player, right? Let us know in the chat. Uh, who do you think is the most significant Jedi? And don't you dare say Kanan and Jarrus. We're talking about Legends here, okay, everybody? <laughs> we got Obi Wan. Who, who's, who's the Spider Mace? <laughs> <laughs> Mace does not survive. Not, not Mace. Not Mace. Who is it, Freddy? Who is it? Yoda? It's Yoda, right. So you basically have like uh, these two major Jedi that survive, but then that's where things get interesting. And I was like, man, there's so much in Legends that's worth talking about um, as, as far as this is concerned. What a huge difference. What a, what a tremendous amount of Jedi that survive Order 66 in Legends. And this is especially interesting, isn't it? Because for the longest time, George declared this era off limits in the storytelling right for the longest time rightfully so he didn't let anybody tell any stories 
about what was happening with the Jedi um, after Order 66. Um, why do you think that was, Freddie? He, I mean, he definitely had an idea of what he was going to do. Uh, he had an idea of, of you know, not, not just the trilogy. Of course, he was writing it as he went, but eventually he, he had an idea that he wanted to do uh, before the trilogy, the prequels, right? And then he wanted to do the sequels. And it, it just makes sense that he, there was so much untapped potential in that region that he could do, he he wanted to do whatever he wanted, right? He he was a creator. Yeah, that's he for is sure. A creator yeah, still. George gets to decide so. what George wants to do, and nobody's yeah. going to tell him otherwise. <laughs> Basically, that's it. <laughs> so imagine with me, listeners. Let me paint the picture here. You're a Star Wars storyteller. You've got this massive galaxy far, far away. There's so much that you can do with it, and the creator says, "Listen, you can do whatever you want after Return of the Jedi." George didn't care. Uh, he was like, "I've got other stories to tell. You can have that entire era." Create any new Jedi you want. I'll step in every now and then and ruin your plans and make you change things up, as is what happened with Anakin and, and Jason Solo. Basically made them switch characters, uh, as George does. Walks in the room says, no, I don't like it. And then uh, everything has changed. But besides that, he said, blank check, do whatever you want, except for this era. Then we hit 2005. Finally, finally we hit 2005 and uh, it's the point of time in which George says the floodgates are open. Do whatever you want. It's time to start telling stories in this era. If you're a Star Wars writer, a Star Wars storyteller, Freddie, and George finally gives you a blank check to write a story in the dark times, how do you think that feels? That, I mean, that's a lot of untapped potential right there. You've got, there's so much going on during that time that you could just theorize about what would happen in real life, right? Just how bad would it be if, if an, a dictator ruled the entire world? What would happen? And that's what happened, right? That's what, those are the stories that we got. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's basically what we're getting into here. So let's get into it, Freddie, as we talk about um, uh, the dark times. And, you know, there's one other major reason we've got to be talking about this in 2020, right? Uh, and that is, it feels like we're living in the dark times, doesn't it? 2020 is the dark times, so we're gonna go to uh, <laughs> we're gonna go to a galaxy far 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 away uh, to experience the dark times, but with lightsabers. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. So let's let's, let's get into it, Freddie. How do you think it would have been to go from living under the Republic to living under the Empire? Uh, Order 66 has been declared. You're just a regular citizen in the Republic. You've been dealing with war for the last two, three years. Tr Trevor can straighten us out later um, for us to, uh, you know, figure out uh, the timeline there. But the Clone Wars basically goes as long as George feels is relevant to the plot. Uh, we now are in this new era of what's well, the same leader, right? It's Palpatine, but everything's different. What do you think that transition is like for the regular everyday citizen of the Republic and now Empire? That's a good question. So I was thinking it, it, it would remind me a lot of like, you know, COVID, right? Our, we're, we're kind of in this weird range of we, we want things to be back to normal, but it's not quite normal and we're trying to process it. So I assume just Going, it it also depends on what creature or, or alien species you are, right? If you happen to fall in favor of of the empire's ideal, then you probably don't notice a thing. 
But if you're on the other side or uh, a sympathizer, some kind of alien, whatever it is, you're probably not having it as good. Yeah, let's talk about that some. Uh, basically, we've got the species, species xenophobia. I can't say the speciesism, racism, speciesism. racism, but aliens. Okay, um, <laughs> this is certainly not a good time to be living in the empire if you're an alien. So think about this: you're a human, a regular citizen, and uh, everything seems like you know, especially if you're on one of the core worlds, right? Uh, one of the main planets in the empire. It's almost as if, well. There's been a regime change. There's been, it's the same leader, but things are different. The, the clone troopers are now being called stormtroopers, but who cares? Um, no more war, right? There's order in the yeah. galaxy. And now we're at a point, of course, where if you're a human, everything's probably fine. But not if you're an alien. Not if you're different. And this is especially, I think, emphasized in the legends compared to canon. It seems to me, somebody else is the canon expert. One of you in the chat, let me know. Is this is the speciesism in the Empire still a thing as bad in canon as it was in legends? Um, besides Thrawn, there's really not any other examples of alien Imperials, are there? I, I feel like someone just said it in the chat, but Wookiees, I feel like, have always been discriminated hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a lot of issues of slavery going on here too, especially the Wookiees being um, being roped in to basically construct the Death Star. Um, it's not a great existence for them. Um, so, you know, on the day-to-day of the average citizen, life might not be that different unless you're an alien, which of course should cause us listeners, I think, to, to be thinking about our own complacency, like our own uh, place in the galaxy is the world fine for me because I'm privileged or is is the world difficult for other people and what is my part in in fighting for people who because of their differences the way they look I'm about to start preaching Freddie hold me back here man um, <laughs> <laughs> you know is let it all out uh, is you can also tune into my uh, my Sunday morning live streams on never mind um, if you want a, a good sermon no the point of the, f- the the fact of the matter is of course life might be on a day-to-day basis, pretty similar for the average citizen, but not for aliens and not for one other type of person in the galaxy, and that's Jedi, okay? Um, one of the biggest differences in canon and legends, of course, is the stories of the Jedi themselves, specifically who survived the Purge. We talked about Ben and Yoda. Uh, we also have a, a pretty big list of... Um, uh, a pretty big list of, of other Jedi, maybe off the beaten path. And that's what you're here for, everybody. We're going to talk about these Jedi. But think about this, Freddy. What do you think life would have been like for a Jedi after uh, you've been fighting in a war, you've been a hero of the galaxy, and flip of a switch, if you survived, all of your buddies are dead. Uh, how do you think this would have felt to be a Jedi living in the dark times? What kind of survivor skill do you think you would have? Also, welcome to Wake Up Freddy for subscribing to the channel. <laughs> Perfect. What do you think life Everyone. is like for a Jedi um, who has survived Order 66, Freddy? Uh, well, <laughs> the main form of government is trying to kill you <laughs> and have brainwashed everybody to hate you. <laughs> right. So you really have to hide. You have to hide it, right? It's just like... You know, if, if a dictator took over and you were the the opposition, huh, just get rid of that person. No more opposition. Yeah, that's one good way to get reelected is if you just literally murder everybody who wasn't going to vote for you. 
Of course, Palpatine, yeah. I don't think there's many elections during this 20-year period of the dark times, of course. Um, you know, what do you think, speaking of Palpatine, what do you think the public perception of Palpatine is during this time period? How do you think the, oh, man. the regular citizen of the Empire views Palps? Let us know in the chat, everybody. What do you think about this? Uh, do you view Palpatine as, as a hero of the Clone Wars or... Uh, kind of like a, a, a disin, disinvolved, you know, like the, the grumpy, old, crusty uh, politician. What, <laughs> what, what do you think the perception of Palpatine is during the, the Empire, this 20-year period between Episodes 3 and 4? What do you think, Freddie? Yeah, I mean, you've got to imagine that the propaganda mill is just spitting out as many amazing things about him, right? Oh, he saved this world. He saved that person. uh you know, he's such a good person, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and of course, you're always going to have rebellion, which is what what happened, right? You, there's a rebellion who who knows, who, who, who are aware of, of what's really happening, and they, they'll do anything to prove otherwise. Yeah, right. Um, you know, this is basically what's going on here, of course, is uh, the fact that Palpatine has been good at crafting his own narrative, right? Uh, Palpatine has been good at telling the story of himself, and he's good at telling the story of the Jedi, too. But then you've got the Jedi who fight back, the Jedi who hang in there, the Jedi who have survived uh, due to luck or the Force or craftiness. And uh, this is something that is um, that's that's pretty exciting in Legends, is getting to know this group of Jedi who take it on themselves in different ways to save the galaxy when they're no longer looked at as heroes. You know, we talked first and foremost about Ben and Yoda. I do want to give a shout out to, I think, one of the, the most um, underrated legend stories there ever was, and Trevor's going to be thrilled. But this was a short story written by, I think the guy's name was Alfredo Pena. See if I get the name there. The story's called Lone Wolf. Abel, Abel Pena. This story was was basically shelved. It was supposed to be written for StarWars.com, and then, uh, you know, uh, things come up when it comes to publishing, and then finally it was just dropped on the internet one day, and very few people, I think, have ever had access to it. It's absolutely one of the most incredible legend stories I've ever heard. It's all about Ben trying to get baby Luke to Tatooine in such a way where he's not being tracked by Darth Vader. Right, where he's doing it under the radar, he has to like sh sell his ship and get a new one. It's it's incredible, especially as Ben's thinking about Yoda. Uh, Ben's thinking about Yoda being off on Dagobah, and there's no other Jedi left. And this kid, this baby, is the 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 son of my best friend who doesn't know he exists. It's absolutely insane. Besides that, of course, we've got Kenobi. Kenobi is a great legend story that's that's almost not legends. You know, there's not a lot that's legendsy about it, right, Freddie? Um, yeah, that's, no, there's, there's not. That's absolutely an incredible story concerning uh, what it's like for for Ben to be a Jedi when he can't be a Jedi anymore. Um, what do you think uh, Ben's day to day is like? What kind of guilt do you think he has about Anakin, Freddie? Especially oh, thinking about like those first few more, those first few weeks, those first that first year, you know, after landing on Tatooine. Yeah, so I mean, if you look at a lot of the Legends books, especially the uh, Utini number one favorite, <laughs> uh, Chat, do you know which one that is? The... Uh, it's 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 
do you know how many people wanted to talk about it? You're talking <laughs> about, you're talking about Paradise Snare or Kenobi? Uh, oh, Paradise Snare, exactly. That's the one. <laughs> no, no, man, Kenobi. He he was uh, he was just so. He was trying to get a hold of Qui Gon, right? He was desperate to to talk to somebody to yeah to just. He didn't. He didn't want to be in his anguish anymore. You could tell he just wanted to escape, but he had to do his job. And even though, even though he tried to stay under the radar, it's so hard for somebody with that immense power to stay that far under, right? It's not easy. And, and I can just imagine the pain he goes through just every day, thinking about what happened, what what did he do wrong, right? As as a leader that he was, he has to assume that he did something wrong too, not just Anakin, of course. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, it's just depressing, man. You know, I do want to give a I do want to give a shout out to um, Cheryl in the chat. Who, when you asked the question, Freddie, about what's the the number one uh, Utini favorite book, you know what she said? She said, "I Jedi." Uh, so, <laughs> so props to her. Uh, Cheryl's paying attention. Everybody, one of these days, we'll get to I Jedi. I can't wait for that. But you know, uh, Ben is definitely. I like that you bring up the fact that he just wants to talk to somebody because he cannot reveal the fact that he is a Jedi. He can't tell anyone. Because if he does, it's literally life or death. It, to me, is one of the most compelling stories in all of Legends. And George wouldn't let anybody tell it for you know <laughs> twenty years, which is years. which is amazing. <laughs> but once we move beyond you know our main Jedi, you know uh, Ben and Yoda, who are learning their lessons, everything they did wrong in the Clone Wars, everything they did wrong with Anakin, we've, we're going to hit the highlights here, folks. We're going to hit the highlights. We can't hit every last Jedi who survived Order sixty six in Legends just for the sheer sake of time. And plus, I've read a lot of legends, but I have not read every single story about all of these Jedi. There are a lot. So let us know in the chat if uh, you think we missed any. If there's any Jedi in Legends that survived Order 66 that we've left out. Uh, I will say one of my personal favorites comes from The Last of the Jedi books by Jude Watson, and that is the Jedi Ferris Olin. Have you read these, Freddy? Last of the Jedi. You know, so I can get this are... up to the camera here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at this. Now we're on one. video. I can show the books. Oh yeah, look at that artwork. Bookshelf tour. <laughs> while Freddie talks here, uh, have you read yeah, these? Yeah, I, I have. You know, these are the 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 ones that I have not read. I I don't really have a reason why I haven't. It it's just I feel like I keep going to Trusit Bakura. <laughs> there we go. I, I I have now purchased three separate copies of Trusit Bakura since we last talked about that man. What have you done to me? I didn't even really like I'm it sorry. all that much. I thought it was fine. I thought it was average. And I have bought all the... All right. So The Last of the Jedi, I'll, I'll say briefly, won't tell you everything about them, but it is a, a, a young reader series, not quite young adult, um, middle grade, you might call them, back in the Legends days. You need like a ringtone of me saying that. Back in the Legends days. Back in the Legends <laughs> days, we called these young readers, they were by Scholastic. Um, basically, the idea is, is Ferris Olin was... Uh, uh, a, a rival of Anakin's at the Jedi Temple. They go on all these missions together in the Jedi Quest books, and they hate each other. Ferris is like the perfect Jedi. Anakin's always trying to outdo him. He's like two, three years older than Anakin. Anakin can never be the Jedi that Ferris is, and yet Ferris ends up surviving Order 66 because he had left the Jedi Order prior to Order 66. He ends up teaming up with none other than Dexter Jetster. In order to create like a rebellion cell that ends up on like an asteroid. They have an asteroid base 
Uh, it's incredible, man. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, shout out to Emma in the chat who says she loves uh, The Last of the Jedi. Uh, uh, grateful to hear that. Um, a really good series. Are you more compelled to check these out now, Freddie? Yeah. I mean, you got me at Asteroid Base. I didn't have you at Dexter Jetster? Come on. Uh, I mean, you had me at a, <laughs> you, you had me at a lot of times. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's a, that's a young adult series, a young reader series. But uh, once we move beyond that, uh, with the Jedi who survive Order sixty six in Legends, uh, there is a series that I know a lot of people have read, and that is The Force Unleashed. Um, I feel like I should shave my head and look extra angsty when I talk about The Force Unleashed. I look a little bit oh. more like Sam Witwer. I mean, yeah. uh, Star Killer. Yeah. Um, Star Killer. You, my... you have to. That picture just exudes angst. Every time I look at it, it's just... I could see him playing rugby in real life. <laughs> I gotta tell you, anytime somebody mentions the year 2008, there is one thing and one thing only that comes to mind, and that is The Force Unleashed. But there is specifically um, a couple of key Jedi who survive and are introduced in Order 66. One, a shout-out to Charles, who named his dog after this Jedi, uh, the blind Jedi Master Rom Coda himself. Uh, how awesome is is Coda, Freddie? Yeah, I like Rom Coda. I I would say Rom Coda to me is is like one of those. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a one of my. Oh, I forgot about that. I like I like Rom Coda kind of character. <laughs> yeah, uh, to me, he's like he's over it. You know, uh, he, yeah. he didn't want any part in this, but the Force sucked him back in, uh, and especially paving the way for the whole blind Jedi trope that we end up getting again with Kanan. Spoiler alert for Rebels season something that comes up later in the story. <laughs> and then there's one other key Jedi that survives in the Force Unleashed, and that's Shock T. Shock T herself is still sticking around. Mm -hmm. Uh, so shout out to her for for you know <laughs> managing to survive, and that's one of the yeah. big things that shows us the departure in canon and legends, right, Freddie? That is oh, yeah, that yeah. Uh, for her the story's over in canon, uh, but in legends she has has a whole she's not done. She has a, a whole another existence. Um, yeah, she's not done yet. <laughs> continuing down our list of the Jedi who survived Order sixty six in legends, uh, we've got the book Dark Lord by James Lucino. There's a small band of, what, are they like six, maybe eight Jedi? And uh, thank you, Dominic, for the sub through Twitch Prime. We need to come up with some kind of a, like, uh, uh, like a jingle. Is a foghorn? Like, like a wah, wah. Yeah, I guess that would work when somebody subscribes. <laughs> it's pretty cool that we've got that overlay. Uh, shout out to Ryan for putting those together there for us, though. Um, uh, have you read that one, Freddy? Uh, Dark Lord, uh, The Rise of Darth Vader. Basically, there's this entire yeah. group of Jedi who are who are introduced just for the point, uh, just for the purpose of like being, you know, eviscerated by Vader. Just murdered. <laughs> That's your legacy. Absolutely murdered. <laughs> <laughs> one of our ongoing gags in Legends Look Back, everybody, has been, uh, what's the best crazy Legends way to die? You know, we always say, <laughs> is it better to get blown up by the Death Star or um, uh, blown up on the Death Star? What are some of these other ones, Freddie? Uh, better to be in, in tech in a... In a battle droid, like in, a, in the truce at Bakura. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, would you rather die via world destroyer? <laughs> yeah. Or devastator, sorry. Um, <laughs> how about uh, trapped inside the, the thought bomb eternally with uh, a thousand Sith Lords on Rusan oh, yeah. from the Darth Bane book? <laughs> uh, well, when it comes to this group, it's like your entire legacy is, hey, nice try, but Vader got you in the end. Uh, excellent book, though. It's, it's all about showing Vader... Um, becoming Vader. You know, he's got the suit on, but he still has yeah. to actually, 
he actually has to be a Vader. Wes says he'd rather be eaten by a Rancor. Um, oh. I only want to be Fantastic. eaten by a Rancor if it is being piloted by um, a, a Dathomiri Night Sister. Because mm. uh, they ride those in. What was that book, Freddie? Um, man. Oh, Courtship of Princess about Leia. Yes. There we go. There you go. All right. Now, I do see in the chat here that we've got um, Corey is shouting out another Jedi who survives Order 66, and that's Jax Pavan from the Coruscant Knight series. And, importantly, his master, Evan Peel, with his grumpy <laughs> face and, and the weird ears. You know who I'm talking about, Freddie? I do. I do. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's funny because, speaking of Corey, I was thinking, how you can't just, you know, you there, there were Jedi that survived, right? And then there were people who survived that would become Jedi, which is, like, Corey's favorite, Corrin Horn. So... Yeah, it's interesting. Totally. So, so Corin Horn, uh, his—we don't want to spoil his story. We don't want to spoil his story. There is a no. connection, however, to, to Corin yeah. Horn's story and a Jedi who survives Order sixty six. But it's just too delicious. And we're talking about Corin Horn. We don't want to spoil anything for our incredible listeners. But uh, Jack Spavon, his whole deal, of course, is uh, basically—he's um, just like in not interested in becoming a Jedi again. Um, he's, he's kind of like a wisecracking, fun-loving, but sucked back into it, always on the run from Vader. This is a series that I'm currently going through, uh, definitely loving it, um, totally worth your time. That's one of the best things about Legends, isn't it? That we get these, these, uh, pretty good series, you know, uh, Coruscant Knights is five books, uh, if yeah, you count Darth Maul Shadowhunter, which I love, um, absolutely excellent, um, as we wind up our list here, I do want to give a shout out to the the old weirdos from the Legacy Comics. You know what I'm talking about, Freddy? The the Dark Horse <laughs> Legacy series. Basically, like there's this surviving cell of Jedi who have managed to survive another like hundred years into the future after Return of the Jedi. And the old weirdos. The old weirdos. <laughs> there to train Luke Skywalker's grandson and bring him back into the swing of things. Because if there's one things that you, if there's one thing you can do in Legends, it's introduce a whole new group of Jedi that are just there to train another Skywalker. Am I right? Oh, yeah, totally. And one last Jedi that we've got to mention who survives Order 66 in Legends is none other than Luke Skywalker's computerized Jedi girlfriend, Callista. Because <laughs> if you're Luke Skywalker and you're trying to find your ultimate life partner, why not look for an old Jedi Force spirit in a computer? Am I right? That's the way to do it, man. <laughs> so on a serious <laughs> note, though, um, how do you think... It feels to constantly be looking over your shoulder for Vader. Because if there's one thing we gotta talk about when it comes to the dark times, it's the fact that, that Vader is not happy that any Jedi have survived Order 66, right? And he is no. going to be out to get you. In fact, there's a pretty good, uh, it's, it's pretty legendsy. It's pretty brutal, uh, comic series from Dark Horse called Purge. Uh, that's totally interesting if you're, if this topic is interesting to you. Um, what do you think it's like always being afraid that Darth Vader's just going to come around the corner at any given moment, Freddy? Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, there'd be guilt in living. There's no doubt about that. Like, why did I survive and they die? Uh, you know, just the images that would pop in my head of all the younglings, like, clearly they're gone, too. How did that... You know, you don't you don't want to think of that. And then... Uh, oh, just you had to mention alone. the younglings, Freddy. The younglings. The younglings. There's the loneliness, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the loneliness. And then just, yeah, that guilt. I can't imagine what that guilt feels like. 
right? Right, the survivor's guilt that says, well, why am I the one that lives? And so what's interesting here, of course, is the Jedi kind of take on their own personalities. Some of them get uh, angry and in almost borderline evil. Uh, other ones, of course, uh, have this idea that they've got to be the ones that are going to save the galaxy, but we know the story too well. Uh, there's only one new hope in the galaxy, uh, unless you count Leia. Of course, Yoda says there is another. You get the picture, right? Um, they basically take on their own new paths. And this is what's especially interesting with like Callista and her group is they don't play by the rules of the old Jedi, right? They basically come up with their their new Jedi code. You want to talk about that, Freddy? How would you reinvent the rules of the Jedi if the Jedi Order has been destroyed? Obviously, you're yeah. going to have girlfriends now. I mean, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a given. And how many? <laughs> how many girlfriends? But, uh... Aren't they polygamists? <laughs> Oh, legends. I guess. I mean, legends. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Rule number one. Well, okay. Let's let's start with how would I come up with these rules? I try to figure out what what the heck. What did we mess up? How did we mess up? Right. And then go from there. Right. Let's, thinking seriously for a moment. Uh, so starting there, uh, trying to change some things. Right. So number one. Rule number one. We can all have girlfriends, boyfriends, uh, Rodians, whatever you want. Speak for yourself, Freddy. Speak for your <laughs> speak for yourself. Um, I will say this much: uh, it does give some interesting storytelling possibilities to see the Jedi basically reinvent it. And this seems to be Luke's big revelation: is the Jedi didn't get it right, so we're gonna have love in the new Jedi Order. Also, also just a lot of a lot of mistakes. It is yeah, it is very complicated, and we love it for that, don't we? But I do have one last very serious question for you. Okay. And that is this, if you were trying to escape the purge, all right, you're a Jedi, Freddy, Jedi Freddy, he's out on the run, <laughs> and you've basically got to take on a new secret identity, man, in order to um, do a better job than Luke, right? Do a better job than Obi-Wan, who just keeps his name, except for instead of Obi-Wan, it's Ben, <laughs> Ben Kenobi, and he's going to name Luke yeah. with Skywalker, put him back on Tatooine. Nobody's going to figure that one out. All right, but if, if you're on the run, you got to figure out like a secret identity. Nobody's going to figure out I used to be a Jedi. The question, Freddie, is where do you go and what would your secret identity be? Uh, well, this is hard. Uh, in Star Wars Galaxies, oh my take gosh. that drink. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie always talking about was... Star Wars Galaxies. I've never touched it. I know nothing about it. Uh, I was always hanging on Naboo, which is probably not the best place to hang out. Okay. Uh, but it was it was beautiful, right? It was fantastic. Uh, and I was, uh, what was I? I was I was a bounty hunter. Which is which is, kind of like the the opposite of what you would expect a a Jedi to be, I guess, a bounty hunter. Right. But, it seems to be like a pretty uh, common a pretty common thing for Jedi to do when they quit being a Jedi. Doesn't Ahsoka become? <laughs> And not a bounty hunter. Ventress becomes a bounty hunter. Yeah, bounty. Yeah, that's right. And so I guess my my thing would is I, I would I would probably try to get into like the black market of some um, I don't know I, a smuggler something something to keep me under the radar of being a, a wholesome Jedi, but also you know I I've got illegal things to keep me safe like <laughs> you know jammers or something and your tanks scanners. Hopefully you're the first bounty hunter to wear nothing but tank tops. Uh, yeah, exactly. I have to wear tank tops. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good way for them to figure you out. Uh, let us know in the comments, everybody. What's your answer? Where would you go if you're a Jedi trying to survive the purge, uh, trying to trying to escape from Vader for 20 years? 
Uh, where do you go and what's your secret identity? All right, I'm thinking about this. And first I was going to say maybe like a bartender on Narshada. Just going to like yeah. the seediest place in the galaxy. Just yeah. get in the thick of it. Get to know some folks. I'd be like preaching little sermons over the counter. Trying to help them improve. <laughs> trying to help them improve their lives. I'd be telling them all to go home and good rethink one. their lives. That's a pretty good way to get caught. My life was changed yeah. when I met the bartender. And he told me to go home and rethink my life. The Vader's like, really? I know a Jedi who used to do that. So so I was like, maybe that one's not going to check out. Um, I was thinking maybe... Maybe I would just grow a big beard, like not cut my hair anymore, just let it fly, man. I'd move to move to Kashyyyk, hang out in the tree houses with the Wookiees. <laughs> would, would if you're gonna hang out in a tree it's house in Star Wars, would you hang out with the Wookiees or the Ewoks? Oh man, uh, definitely not the Wookiees, and that's just because the chances of me surviving on Kashyyyk are very low as a Jedi. Why is that? Oh, because the Empire is going to enslave all the <laughs> all the Wookiees, and you're going to have to get yeah. involved and save them. Yeah, you could just hang out on the moon of Endor and just chill, and and you know maybe get killed by the Ewoks or they're going to eat your brains, man. They're going to eat your brains. I mean, how many times yeah. would you have to hear Yub Nub before you are ready to eat your own brains? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. All right, let us know in the chat, everybody. Hit, hit me with a one in the chat if you choose uh, the Wookiees. If you're going to hang out with the Wookiees in the trees after Order 66, hit me with a two if you're going to go with Ewoks. One for Wookiees, two for Ewoks. In the meantime, let me read some of the answers from our incredible listeners here. Cheryl says she'd be a gambler. And uh, as a Jedi, you'd be pretty good at it. That seems unethical to me, Cheryl. I'm going to say, like, maybe that seems sleazy. Okay, uh, good answer, though. Um, Juliana says Freddie wants to be part of the ghost crew. In your uh, your secret identity, that's the, that's that's off limits here. No ghost crew in Legends. Sorry. <laughs> uh, who else we got here? Wes says he would be a Tuscan Raider, not on Tatooine. Now that is a good answer. Here's the question, Wes: Would you speak Galactic Basic, or would you just kind of like make the weird noises, the grunts and growls that uh, <laughs> the Tuscan Raiders are always making? Uh, so we got a lot of ones in the chat, a lot of Wookie fans. Um, and Cheryl, Cheryl just fully admits to it. Hey, you know, it would be, it would be an unethical choice, but it's a choice nonetheless. Uh, man, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, let me ask you this, Freddie, as we close out, out of all the stories we've talked about today, we've talked about Coruscant Knights and Force Unleashed, Last of the Jedi. Um, what else we got here? Legacy Comics. We got the, the Planet of Twilight, Callista Trilogy. Man, some good Legends titles here. Yeah, those are, those are all beautiful. All of them. Out of all of Look these, all. which would you pick? Which which are your favorites out of all the stories we've talked about today? Uh, I do like Coruscant Nights, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm gonna stick with that one because that that was one of the first series I read after uh after uh Trusa Bakura, and it it just brings back a lot of good memories. I like the way you say Bakura, Freddie. I say Bakura like a <laughs> Southerner. Like uh, I just Bakura. want me and me and Wes saying Bakura on uh, on a loop, but instead you're like Bakura. You, you say it with <laughs> you say it with a lot of finesse, man. I love that. Um, I, I think my answer would be The Force Unleashed. I've got a real soft spot for it. I was in high school as that was coming out. I remember getting Game Informer magazine for a couple years <laughs> there with my uh, my GameStop GameStop subscriptions, and I was just like, we got Rancors. You can throw stormtroopers with the Force. There's there's Force Lightning. Uh, Vader's killing yeah. Wookiees. 
but I, honestly, I actually really like the story there. I like the crew. I like uh, the droid. What's the droid in the Force Unleashed? Uh, he can like uh, turn into other things. Somebody let me know in the chat. That's the beauty of doing this live. Uh, excited to hear was, your answer. I think the voice was David Collins. Oh yeah, did the the music. I'm so close. Over, proxy. It's the, proxy. Proxy. Hopefully, yeah. I beat the chat to that. I, I want to just <laughs> for the record, I got it before anybody said. Um, <laughs> so so I really like that. And fun fact with the Force Unleashed, one of five Star Wars stories ever to hit number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was deserving or not, you got the video game going for you, but the book itself reached number one on the list. Well, everybody, that does it for this week. We have loved hanging out with you. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to switch over to our other scene here as long as our audio is working. Oh, look at those patrons. Beautiful list of scrolling patrons. Uh, Thank you so much, of course, to our patrons who have brought us to this point. Do you want to say next week, join us because you know him and you love him. He's alienating to both the Jedi and the Sith alike. He's walked the line between light and dark, leading an army of of mutiny against the Mandalorians. He became Dark Lord of the Sith, eventually saved the galaxy. Next week, we are talking about our first ever two-part roundtable discussion of the Old Republic Revan. Of course, with our special guest, Patrick, from Kanja Book Club. That's a mouthful. Conja Book Club. Say that five times fast. I want to say thank you, everybody, for joining us on our live show here. For all of our listeners checking out the audio, thank you, of course, for your continued listenership. We're so grateful to have you along for the ride. If you like the show, recommend it to somebody. Let them know that you want them along on the Legends ride, too, now that we are out from behind the Patreon paywall. But, of course, I want to say thank you to our patrons who helped us get to this point. Also want to say... Uh, Thank you to everybody who is subscribing to Utini underscore US here on Twitch. You can, of course, subscribe for free with a Twitch Prime subscription, just like Dominic did. Thanks to Dominic, and uh, you can throw those credits our way. You can, of course, follow along with all things Legends Look Back in our Discord channel or on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Jared Q. Mays and Freddy. At Wake Up Freddy making sure his audio came through. He said, at Wake Up Freddy, in case you couldn't hear him. Uh, (laughs) And, of course, uh, you can, if you liked some of the books that we've talked about in today's show, as uh, Emma was mentioning, Last of the Jedi, you can, of course, uh, check out uh, a book's profile on utini.com. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. You can even, of course, through utini.com, pick up some swag, pick up some merch, We've even got some new merch. Freddy's showing off his Legends Look Back uh, uh, tank. Freddy, your green screen is blanking oh. out your Legends Look Back tank. That was trippy. I'm actually hollow. <laughs> that was very, very trippy. I'm hollow. Uh, do you want to show off? Well, that didn't work well. Here it is. Uh, show off these new uh, designs that we've got from Joxie. Of course, we've got the It's Artfully Done tank. We've even got the new Legends Look Back tee, supported by our friend there. Totally a friend of the show. Am I right? <laughs> and, of course... You can pick up your Legends Look Back swag as well. Remember, everybody, to keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. Freddy, may the force be with you. This is a Utini broadcast.